thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. And I tell you what, the Word is a thrill to us and it will be a thrill to you. Amen. Release your faith. We're believing God for answers for your life. And we're certainly getting them as we sit here under this teaching. Uh, we've been looking at Psalms chapter 112 and verse 1. Let's read it again together. And I say, if you have not seen the previous episodes this week, go back and get hold of those and watch them because there's so much that we're saying in different episodes that'll help you with uh, what we're teaching this week. Psalms chapter 112, verse 1, it reads, Praise ye the Lord. How many of you know that's to be our lifestyle? Amen. And then it goes on and says, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord or honors and reverences uh, the Lord that delights greatly in his commandments. Verse 2. Uh, now, I have to say this. When we do verse 1, verse 2 and all the verses after that are going to be the effect of having done verse 1. Verse 2 said, His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light or revelation in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever and his horn shall be exalted with honor. I want us to look at, go back to verse one because verse one is the, is the instructional verse for us. Yes. It tells us, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears or honors, respects, reverences the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. And I was quoting something that Brother Copeland said, because really verse one tells us three things that we're commanded to do. Number one, praise the Lord. Yes. 
That's a lifestyle. That's not just a momentary thing. That's to be our lifestyle. Number two, blessed is the man that fears the Lord. So we're to honor and reverence the Lord. And the third thing is we are to delight greatly in his commandments. Whatever he commands us in his word, we're delighted with it. We're not reasoning against it. We're not arguing against it. We're not struggling against it. And whatever he commands us of his spirit that he speaks to us to do personally uh, about or in our lives, we're delighted to do it. Amen. Amen. And being delighted, as we said, is a choice. It's not a feeling. And it's the choice of the renewed mind. Someone who is thinking in line with the word is choosing to be delighted with the word. Yes. But Brother Copeland made this statement. I love this. He said, this man, this blessed man that's talked about in verse one, he is eager for God to command him to do something. Why? He's greatly, he's delighting greatly in his commands. So he's eager for God to command him to do something because when he does, the blessing only increases upon his life. He's gotten over into the delight side. I like that. Gotten over into the delight side. Instead of treating what God commands of us as a drudgery or as something that's going to take something from us, we understand it puts more into us. Amen. So we're to live on the delighted, on the delight side, number one, of obeying his written word. Number two, obeying his spoken word. What is he saying to us by his spirit that he's commanding of our lives? And how many of you know that involves following his plan for our lives? Because the Holy Spirit will reveal to us the plan of God for our lives. And that's where health lives, is in obeying the plan of God, obeying the word of God. And so our health is connected to our obedience and our obedience is to be with delight. Great delight. Amen. Uh, How do we know when we're on the delight side when we're eager to hear what he commands of us? We're not complaining against it. Meaning this also, we want what God wants. When we're on the delight side, we want what God wants. We're not kicking against or struggling or arguing against what he has commanded of us. Amen. Amen. We were finishing up um, the previous episode by saying this. It is dangerous to complain Mm -hmm. against what you're called to. We're to be delighted in what we're called to, not complaining against it, not complaining against what we're born for, not complaining against the plan of God because we saw the devil had complaint against what he was created for. He wanted something different. He complained his way all the way out of heaven. That's where it got him. And in his pride, he thought he deserved more. He thought he deserved something different. Listen, in God's wisdom and in his genius, he has planned the best life for every one of his children. And I am completely delighted with that plan. Even I'm delighted with the plan I have yet to even have revealed to me. Why? It's a choice I make. I'm not waiting for the directive before I decide if it's a delight or not. I'm not waiting for the command. I've decided before I even hear the command that I'm I'm delighted to do what he commands. Amen. Living in the delight side. Uh, If we complain against what we're born for, God can't protect us the same. Why? Because we were born for his plan. And in his plan is our, is, is, is the fullness of what he has for our lives. And, um, 
we can live protected yes. whenever we're carrying out his plan and glad to be carrying it out. Amen. Amen. Um, and I would dare to say that some people may be in a situation physically because they have kicked against God's plan. And, and you know what I mean by that? Yeah. They've, yeah. they've struggled against it. Yeah. They've resisted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not safe to do that because our safety is in what he's planned for us. Yes. He knows that he knows that's where the devil can't touch us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Don't complain. We're we're to make sure we don't complain against anything connected to what we're born for. That's so good. Wow. For example, I, one of the greatest delights of my life is get to do this broadcast. What a thrill, what a joy, what a delight. Well, and you would know this, that every single one of the programmers that are on Victory Channel, um, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. And you know what? It is a delight to prepare. It's not just a delight to do the broadcast. I'm delighted with every aspect of it. And so when we talk about not complaining, that means we can't complain about any level, any aspect of what we're born for and what God commands of us. Um, And also, you know, I travel a lot. And so one of the things that I, I, I make sure of is when I'm getting ready to go on a trip, because sometimes the flesh would like to stay home a few more days. Well, that's when I start delighting myself in the plan. Amen. Amen. I, on purpose, I say, thank you, Father, that I get to go. That means I'm delighted to pack. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I can't go if I'm not packed. Yeah. Right? That means I'm not just delighted in the actual carrying out of the command. I'm delighted in carrying out everything that, that's connected to the preparation of the plan. All of it. Amen. Amen. I, I choose. I choose to be joyful over it. Amen. Amen. Some have complained themselves right out of God's best. And I don't want to complain myself out of God's best. Amen. Not only that, it's, it's dangerous to belittle the call of God on your life. It's dangerous to belittle the plan of God, to treat it as not as important as someone else's call or someone else's plan. Anything that came out of God is important. And the plan of God for your life came out of God himself. To belittle that is to belittle the author. Amen. And it's dangerous to think our part is unimportant to think that the part we play in the body of Christ is unimportant, to think the part that we play in fulfilling his plan is unimportant or belittle that, or just think that it's just not as valuable. Something may not be as visible, but that doesn't mean it's not as valuable. Amen. I remember there was a precious man of God, him and his wife really ministered together and, um, he was really more the one that did, he took the lead in the flow of a service that they conducted together, but she contributed so many precious things to the flow of the services that they did. Well, he lived out his life and went home to be with the Lord and she was still here. And um, she was invited by other churches to come and minister. 
So she talks about when she was on one trip that she had been there preaching several services at a church. And um, she got on the last service. And during the service, she began to feel ill. And uh, she did become ill. She got on the plane to travel back home and she was ill on the plane. And she said to God, she said, now God, she said, um, is there something that I've done that's opened the door to this? And he said to her, he said, you have thought that the part you play in my body is not as important now that your husband is no longer here. You only saw your value as connected to him. And now that he's not here, you have, you, even though he said you have carried out the ministry still, you haven't done it willingly. On the inside of you, you thought what I do is not that important because it was more of what he did that made what I did important. And he said, that wrong thinking has opened the door to the sickness on your life. What was she doing? She was belittling her part. You may not be the lead in something, but your part is to be honored by you. Amen. How would, how would anybody else honor it if you don't honor it when you're the one that occupies it? We need to honor that we get to do anything for God. Amen. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I just deal with maybe a bad self-image or I deal with, you need to deal with that with the word. Amen. Who I am in Christ. Uh, he is my value. He is my worth. Amen. Who I am in him. And I would say this, if you struggle with obeying, because sometimes people know that they're called to even preach and they don't want to do it. They step back from doing it. That can be dangerous if you continue in that. Because if that's the will of God for you, you have to delight to do it instead of belittle it, treat it as unimportant, or even complain against it inwardly. Sometimes you might not even be complaining outwardly, but inwardly. And that's what this woman was doing inwardly. She was not honoring the part that God had given her. Um, So I would say this, if you recognize, you know what? I struggle with that, Pastor Nancy. Can I tell you the easiest way to get past it is say, I delight to do your will. Amen. 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 That's Psalms chapter 40, verse 8. It reads, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yes, thy law is within my heart. Amen. Amen. When the word is in us, uh, it helps us to recognize the value of the word and the part we play in that word. Amen. Amen. So that the the way to break difficulty off of you, say, I delight to do it, Father. Thank you. Even if your flesh is saying, I don't want to, and your mind is saying, I don't want to, let your spirit take the lead and choose to be delighted and say, I delight by choice to do your will. Amen. Um, Because when we're focused on being delighted, there's no room for complaint. When we're focused on being delighted, there's no room for fear. There's no room for worry. There's no room for belittling or diminishing the value when we're just focused on being delighted. And I tell you, one of the greatest things we can do uh, in in fulfilling the will of God is just be delighted with His will. Be delighted with His Word. 
focus, make, make that a priority of your life to choose to be delighted. Stay focused, staying delighted. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, who knew that victory for our lives is as easy as just being delighted? Start rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Be delighted over your healer mm-hmm. and watch yes. health yes. flourish. Yes. Be delighted over your provider yes. and watch provision flow. Amen. Amen. What Amen. you're delighted over, you partake of. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That's Remember right. what Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden mm-hmm. is light. Amen. Amen. So I could say this, get rid of all complaint. Amen. We have to make sure that we're getting rid of all complaint out of our mouth, yes. out of our conversation, mm-hmm. out of our thought life, mm-hmm. uh, out of what we say inwardly to ourselves. Complaint is nothing but a bad habit. True. Amen. Amen. And it robs us of the delight of obeying His Word. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Complaining will get us attention, but the wrong kind of attention. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people have gotten into a place where they complain to get attention, but it's the wrong kind of attention. Um, Let's let's think about this. With God's people that he delivered out of Egypt, the Hebrews, miracles were worked that brought about their deliverance. Once they were delivered and they came up to the Red Sea, such a mighty miracle worked to dry up that Red Sea and they walked across on dry land. Think of that. Land that had been covered with water and now it's dry for them. You talk about rolling out the red carpet, right? They didn't have to get their shoes muddy because God worked for them. Um, But as as they went further in their journey, they recognized what they were facing was different than what they were used to. In Egypt, they were used to uh, regular meals. They were used to having clothing that was given them to wear. The only thing is, none of it belonged to them. They were slaves. They were eating the food of another man, wearing the clothes that belonged to another man, and their own children didn't even belong to them. They were in slavery. But they forgot how hard it was when change came about. Now they're out and they don't have the same conveniences. They're out in a wilderness. And it's not the conveniences of Egypt that they were used to. And listen, slavery is not a convenience, but I'm saying that they had a, they had a regular system. Yes. This was out of their regular system. And what did they do? We don't like the food. We don't like the what, no what. We, don't, we just don't like it. And they started complaining yeah. with their life riddled with miracles. And when their complaint, they were complaining about not having the conveniences. Mm -hmm. Listen, slavery wasn't a convenience. (sighs) They forgot that little inconvenience. (laughs) (laughs) And they complained. And one day, serpents came in upon the camp and a quarter of a million of of the Hebrews dropped dead in one day. What did that? Complaining against the plan. Right, right, right. God was was bringing them into a land of their own. It was his plan for their life. And they complained about the journey on the way there. That's what I'm saying. It's not just about being delighted with uh, fulfilling what he says, but you have to be delighted with the process of fulfilling even. 
Um, 1 Corinthians in chapter 10 and verse 10 is alluding to this. And it says, Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Right. Notice their complaining delivered their lives to the, to the destroyer. And a quarter of a million of them dropped dead that day because of one reason, complaint. Mm -hmm. Complaining. Faith has no complaint in its mouth. Worry does. Fear does. Doubt will complain. But faith has not one complaint in its mouth. For us to have a faith that is thriving and increasing and strong and robust, we have to make sure we run complaint out of our mouth because that any measure of complaint is the measure that's being robbed of faith. <laughs> yes. it's, it's robbing yes. us of that measure of Amen. faith. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to complain my way into sickness. No. I don't right. want to complain my way into lack. Right. I don't want to complain my way into difficulty. They complained right. their way into devastation that day. Amen. How many of you know just rolling your eyes is a complaint? <laughs> Have you ever as a parent watched your children, you told your children to do something and they roll their eyes? Well, we're going to play marbles if you keep doing that. <laughs> we're going to use your eyes. We're going to teach those, those eyes where to go. Or what about this? Uh, uh, a sigh. <sighs> All of that is the outflow of a complaint. It's, it's showing lack of delight. Sure, yes. Yeah. And it's yes. our job and our privilege mm-hmm. to be delighted right. with yes. the will of God, the word of God, oh, the yeah. command of God. Yes. To complain is to disobey God. That's right. Yeah. Because he tells us to be delighted at his, at his commandments. So to complain is to disobey God and disobedience opens the door to the devil. Yes. Remember what Jesus told Paul on the road to Damascus? He said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. What's he doing? He's resisting. Complaint is resisting, not being delighted with the commands of God. It's resisting something of what God has commanded. Amen. When we're struggling with anything, we need to check and make sure, is there something we're struggling against that God's commanded of us? Because struggle will be the result of not agreeing with God. Amen. Amen. Maybe he's directing us to do something we're struggling about that instead of being delighted at that command. Amen. 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 What about this? God deals with us about changes to make in our personal lives. Choose to be delighted about that instead of being offended or have hurt feelings Mm -hmm. or guard that place Mm -hmm. that he's dealing with you about to change. It's easy to change when you choose to be delighted to make the change. Now listen to me. It's easy to change when you choose to be delighted to make the change because when you're delighted, now you're stepping into God's God's flow and his power helps you in making that change. Amen. What about has he, listen, God's dealt with me about different things about diet, health, exercise, I know I'm not maybe the only one in this room like that. (laughs) But instead of saying, I wish I didn't have to do that or complaining against it, say, God, I'm delighted to take care of my body. I'm delighted to do that right. I'm delighted to eat right. I'm not, it's, it's just in how we choose 
to, to, to believe about that? Are we choosing to be delighted when, you know, there's other opportunities to complain? And if we're not careful, we slip into a flow of complaint easily uh, when we need to purposefully put a flow of delight in our mouth. Amen. Amen. Just choose to be delighted. Um, People would say, well, if this would change, I'd be delighted. (laughs) If my marriage were better, I'd be delighted. Or if my job was better, I'd be delighted. If I had a nicer home or a nicer car, choose to be delighted in the situation you're in and things will get better. There you go. Amen. It's good. It opens the door for things to change and get better. You may not be in your dream job, but be delighted to have a job. You might not be in your dream home, but be delighted you got a roof over your head. You might not be driving the car of your choice, but be delighted that you're not walking right. everywhere you go. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, there's a lot to, there's so much to learn about this life of faith. The life of faith is a faith that is focused on God and focused on his goodness and on his mercy. And my goodness, that's enough to be delighted over every day. That's right. Amen. So I say this to us. We challenge ourselves to put in, to put in place a habit of living delighted. Yes. Being, choosing to be delighted with the word of God, with what he commands of us. Choosing to be delighted with the plan of God, of what he has spoken to us by his spirit. Choosing to be delighted. Father, I I thank you I get to make those changes. Thank you that I'm alive to even make the changes that are going to even bring me into greater health, bring me into long life, just obeying your word. Amen. Amen. Fulfilling your word with joy. Well, you know, I, I want to, before we go any further, I can just sense that the power of God present for us to minister to you. So right there where you're at, I say, I say all of us, why don't we just on the inside say, Father, just raise your hands right now with me and we'll just do it together. Father, Father, I choose choose to be delighted delighted at your word, word. the commands of your word. I choose to be delighted over your plan for my life. And I'm greatly delighted to obey. Thank you for the greatness of your plan. It is my delight. Forgive me for any complaining. Forgive me for any belittling of your plan. I love it all. I love love everything connected to your plan plan. and to your word. word. Now, Father, I tell sickness, sickness. you take your hands off me in Jesus' name. name. Pains, Pains, symptoms, symptoms, disease, disease, sickness, sickness. you leave my body body. in Jesus' name and I receive the power of God into my body. Amen. Amen. Just thank him for it. Father, we praise you for that power. We're so delighted over your healing power that flows into us because we're delighted over your word. We delight to do thy will. We delight to obey your commands. We delight 
to carry out your plan for our lives. Amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, we're so glad that you're with us today. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.